even four was a lot because when we were doing where i just i saw there four and frights yeah even yeah so we've only done this will be the first foreign frights that was yeah because we did one two three four five six seven eight on the first one well and don't forget fucking that the, eight that mexican babaro is had is, seven <laughs> shorts yeah it had seven shorts and a wraparound so that's eight movies in itself we could have yeah. done an entire episode which really we should at some point go back and because i want to go back and give these movies some movies like a full-length episode treatment yeah that's one of them because it had like eight fucking shorts and it's the weirdest goddamn movie or we could do the sequel because there is a mexico Bar barbero 2 which i don't know where it's streaming I, I, but. I would say i would say we split it up and do like one and then because i, I got it on blu-ray yeah i found it on ebay it was like 25 bucks and i said yes <laughs> it's like <laughs> i am not gonna say no to that uh because I don't even know where did we where did we see this like where did we find Netflix? It was Netflix? on Netflix. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Netflix coming in for the clutch with a crazy uh, Hispanic. I, gu I guarantee you, it is not there anymore. <laughs> uh, it might be one of those movies that just hangs out forever because there's been so many movies that have just been on there for so long. Mexico. Uh, that's not it. Wait, is that it? Barbarous Mexico. No. Oh yeah, that's it right there. Oh, is it? It is not. It's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, eight tales based on the most brutally terrifying Mexican traditions and in le legends. Two point four. Wow, that's low. We gave it. I gave it a three and a half. I don't even remember <laughs> what I gave it. I fucking blacked out during that movie. I, I'm sure I can no, find you. No, you know what? That was before. Oh, that was before you were that, rating movies. That, yeah, that was yeah. before Letterboxd. That's right. Because I remember I started. Because we did that. I mean, I rated this one. February 4th, 2019, because, yeah, that was our first Foreign Frights episode, which was, like, the seventh episode in. Let me see. I have I have them written down it says here. episode four. Episode four. So, yes, for, for, for those of us, those of you, excuse me, that have been here since the beginning, uh, we're talking about our Foreign Frights episode because this is the next installment in Foreign Frights. Me and, you know, me and, where me and Corey do a foreign movie, um, and before we started Naming the episode, the title of the movie, we had fun names for it, and it was Foreign Frights. And the first one we ever did was episode four, and that was the second episode you were ever on. Yeah. That was way back on, we put, we put it out on February 18, 2019, and we did eight fucking movies. <laughs> but like you said, Mexico Barbaro is, you know, eight movies in itself. So we did 16 and, and just <laughs> And just as I love to reiterate every oh. time, not only did we do eight movies, we did three movies that he watched, three movies that I watched, and two movies that we watched together. Yeah, because you watched Satan Slaves, Lot of Land, and Sabrina. Yeah. I watched Tag. We are not alone, and them, and then we both watched Raw and Mexico Barbero. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I we talk about this all the time because I just think about how crazy this. But I don't know who let us do that. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. But like, I mean, what did we talk about? Every movie for fifteen minutes. I mean, Christ. Well, well you also. How did we also do eight movies for a fucking episode? And then trivia. Well, you also. <laughs> and then trivia. Oh my god. <laughs> The really hard trivia, too. Oh, yeah. the uh, It's over there somewhere. Yeah, that really bullshit one where we had to roll the cube. And yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Yeah. That was a tough. That was tough trivia. Now, 
We do one movie, an hour and 15 minutes, and we have to squeeze the movie into that time. We don't even have time for fucking trivia anymore. Well, we also didn't know what the fuck we were doing. No, we, we were not a like, clue. Oh, ho, ho, microphone. Rah, rah, yeah, rah, rah, let, rah. Me, let me talk into this microphone while I'm absolutely wasted and uh, review eight movies. And we also did like two and a half hours. I remember I was like, dude, we got to fill like two hours. Now I'm like, fuck that, dude. Hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. Let's get to the point. Yeah. We don't need to sit there and ramble for fucking hours. But, I mean, we were also doing an episode every two weeks, so yeah. I guess that's how we were able to do eight. But, Christ, I don't remember doing that many. I look at all the descriptions. on, like I, I go and look at the descriptions every now and again, like when I'm editing stuff, and I'm just like, good God, eight movies. And in 2020, we finally inherited down to four. Holy shit. Uh, but, yeah, this is still the- Still way too many. Still too many. Still too many. So this is the fifth installment of Foreign Frights. This is episode 166. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your co-host, Corey Johnson. Hail, hail, hail. And yes, he has been here since the very beginning. One of the OG hosts here. Um, I and th- yeah, I think literally episode two and episode four were my three were was my... three was yours. Was it three? Me, okay. me, me and Gabby did uh top ten of two or top five of 2018, and then we did the uh, what's to come in 2019, and then you were on three, and then four. <laughs> In the four, I think Spencer was on like the fifth episode. Uh, but yes, we are doing the fifth installment. Episode four was our first one, and I named all those movies. Then we did episode, or sorry, you know, Foreign Frights 2, which was episode 33, and that was almost a year later, which is crazy. Uh, 131, 2020, and we did Evolution. Not the evolution fucking comedy sci-fi one. That no. French one where they're all living on the on rocks. Beach. On the beach. And they're squid people. Yeah, they're fucking weirdos. That was a very, very bizarre movie. Um, I would like to rewatch that at some point, though, because it was it was still pretty good. And then we did Tigers Are Not Afraid. Which, which was also super bizarre. Super weird, yeah. I, I don't remember if I liked that one or not. It, you know, like I, ghost zombies or something that it, it, came it, out with a butterfly. Tigers are. It was. I know it involved like kids in in Mexico, and it was like gangs and shit. Yeah, a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created by or created every day by the drug war. Yeah. It was a weird one. Yeah, it was very strange. It was a very, and it's got a three point seven too. And I was like, uh, I didn't like it that much. Well, it's just like a girl walks alone at night. Oh my like, god, we were falling asleep watching like, that but movie. But it's got like a four point something. Yeah, and you're and like, it's like it's one of those art movies that people smarter than us. Yeah, uh, it's that's who it's made for. I guess so. Because yeah, we watched. Yeah, we, we. I remember you came over when we were like mixing and drinking that day, and we watched yeah. that, and we, we were both on the couch just like dozing off, and I was like, oh god, we're watching the movie. Like, oh shit, I don't know. I was I was so bored with that one, but yeah, it just must be a different elevated thing for I don't know, not my thing. Uh, then we did the host, which was amazing. That is Bong Joon Ho's uh, horror movie. Which is that creature in the it's river. So good. So good. And that was from like 2007, 2011, the host. 2006. And that CG uh, holds up like a motherfucker. Like, yeah, I gave that one a four. It holds up better than some Marvel movies now. Seriously. <laughs> like, okay, I'm looking at you, She Hulk. No offense. <laughs> I, I loved the show, but man, that she looked absolutely. The, the, the CG looked horrible on her. And I'm also, I'll just say I'm it. also looking at you, uh, Multiverse of Madness, for everything that's not a set piece. What like, do you mean? like, so all of the like character CG in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is just 
wonky. Yeah, it's weird how the the longer uh, these movies go on and are made, the like some, like where's why are we getting a dip in CG? Shouldn't CG just constantly get better? You know, like well, I don't, I don't, so I don't. so yes, but, <laughs> but the the old adage. If you want it to be cheap, it ain't going to be good. That's true. And when you're trying to make a movie that is going to sell to billions of people, mm-hmm. you want it done as quickly and as cheaply as possible because, God damn it, I spent $400 billion on this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm curious to see what they spent on that. But it was directed by the man himself, Sam Raimi. Yeah. And I did like all the horror shit. That he put in there because he's not going to not do that. It's fucking Sam Raimi. Let's see what the budget of Dr. Strange. The Mo- oh, my. Yeah. Take a guess. It's not 400 billion, but take take a guess. It's fucking up there. 678 million. No, not that much. 200, 200 million. That's wow. insane. Grossed almost almost a billion, though. Good Christ. That's yeah, a lot. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, that's no, a it's... lot. <laughs> Speaking of movies that grossed way too much, uh, I mean that one deserves it. But uh, I'm going to switch gears here for a little bit. Uh, are do you have any interest? First of all, let me start. Did you care about Avatar when it first came out? No, no, neither did, I, d- did d- anybody. D- that's my d- real question. Uh, see, see, <laughs> here's the thing. This is a fucking phenomenon. All right, because everybody saw it. Yeah. Once, yeah, once. Could you? Could anybody tell me what that movie was about? Except for the fact that it was a ripoff of like four different movies put into one. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, dude. I, so here's the thing: I have watched so many like video breakdowns, just, of, of just Avatar. Oh, just nitpicking, <laughs> like nitpicking lore that doesn't even actually exist, <laughs> like for this type shit. Um, so no, I know the story very well, but yeah, no, the. The, the, the setup, sequel, oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's disgusting. Yeah, like, so, you know, and, and that at that time, it was like revolutionary CG, blah, 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 great. It was one of the highest grossing movies. It was the highest grossing movie until... Nope, still is now. Oh, that's right, because they, re- they released it. <laughs> Fuck off. Happened again. Anyways, my point was, because talking about movies that gross too much, and that's what I segue to Avatar, I, I don't give a shit about this fucking sequel. I don't no, care. Does any all. okay? I need. Does anybody legitimately care? Or are you gonna go hate watch it like I'm going to do? I'm gonna go see, to the theater uh, and fucking cross my legs and just see, fucking. Here, here's no. The th- here's the thing. You it, you gotta do your fucking part as part of the movie community. If you don't like it, don't go fucking see it. Because if it makes money, they're going to keep doing it. Just like goddamn Rings of Power. Don't watch it if you're upset at it. Because if you watch it, you're giving them fucking money. Yeah, that's true. And also, I actually did hear that it's like a three three hours and ten minutes. I'm like, fucking why? You have four more (laughs) movies planned. They're doing two, three, four, and five Avatar. No, so... I don't care. That three and a half? Was what the studio made him cut it down to. Fuck off. How can you have that much to say? The original cut was upwards of five hours long. No. James Cameron, you are a fantastic filmmaker. I love most of your movies. Fucking no. The first one's 242, and that's already too long. You're telling me that you have 30 more minutes of shit to say about uh, from a sequel? That doesn't even make sense. That's like what a director's cut would be like. Oh, here's this 20 extra minutes of movie. I don't get it. Also, is I was I supposed to recognize anybody in that fucking trailer? 
They're all, all right. fucking blue. <laughs> like, oh, that's uh, fucking what's your face? So Sam Worthington's in it. Zoe Saldana. I was actually gonna say Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I don't fucking recognize any of these people. It's also been 13 goddamn years since the first movie. W- what's with the slow play? I don't. Oh, he's been under the ocean in his fucking one man submarine, <laughs> scooting around the Titanic. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his fucking hobby, man. I mean, look at listen to listen to this shit. Okay, he's directed not o- only 20 movies, but such movies. Wow, he started really bad with Piranha 2, The Spawning. That's not a good start. But he k- kills it with The Terminator, then Aliens, then The Abyss, then Terminator 2, True Lies, Titanic, um, and then a couple other random movies I've never heard of, and then Avatar. Like, he's made all those amazing movies. Why did I think that Titanic was a Spielberg joint? I'm sure he was involved. I guarantee he probably produced it. And usually when usually when Spielberg, uh, Spielberg produces things, he puts his name up there really, okay, really yeah. big. Yeah, because I was um, like, I vastly remember that being. Let's see. Being producer. a Spielberg. Producer joint. for Titanic. James Cameron. No, he did not. Did he have anything to do with that? Interesting. Yeah. Did I, did I just Mandela affect myself? I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Because, you know, see what what does Steven Spielberg not fucking produce? I mean, he's produced one hundred and sixty seven fucking things. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I don't I don't I don't care. I don't want I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to see any of the subsequent sequels. I will wait until it's streaming. So that way, I because you're right, I don't want to give money to it. I don't want yeah. to give I don't want to give my twenty dollars to see it in Dolby because then he will just make more and that's the opposite of what I want. And and he so James Cameron has literally been quoted saying, "If it does well, we will make more. The, yeah, that's, if it yeah. does not, this is we where all it ends. know it is. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the next highest grossing movie because whatever they have sex with their tails, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. So that's that's something coming out that I'm like I just don't care. Why are we doing this? When are, so so Disney owns both of them. When are we going to get Pandora in Star Wars retcon? What do you mean Pandora in Star Wars retcon? What do you mean? So Disney owns um, Avatar. Yeah. And they own Star Wars. Yeah. When are we going to get in-universe Star Wars Avatar people? Please never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Please never. That's true, though. They do own that. They have a Pandora land at Animal Kingdom, and they have a fucking Star Wars land at... uh, Hollywood Studios now. It's not. It's, it's not. Yeah. No, I know. Fuck no, no, you. no. 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 <laughs> it's MGM. I'm just saying to the people that might not know. I always call it MGM, but it's fucking. They call it Hollywood Studios now. No, it's MGM. Yeah. Y'all well, are all, fake if you call yeah, it Hollywood Studios. It will all be always be MGM in my heart. Just, um, just like it's Downtown Disney. Fuck you. It's oh yeah. Downtown Disney. What is it now? Disney, Disney Springs. Spring. Stop changing shit. Like, <laughs> God, you don't change the rides ever there, but you want to change the name 27 times. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, they do own both. So I just, just I don't know. You know, keep Star Wars going. It's actually doing pretty fucking well with all the spinoffs and shit. I really thought Disney was going to ruin it completely, but I, I like they've ruined a good show. So they, well, they okay. Here's know, the thing: show wise, they, they have ruined the main canon of Star Wars. They have ruined the Star Wars that matter. But did they, they have ruined the war of the stars? But did. <laughs> But did they ruin it or did Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson ruin it? Let's be honest. Well, they hired him. I know. So, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> coming in and retconning everything. Um, we're, way off, we're way off topic here, but that, that, that is exactly what we used to do back in the day. We would completely get off topic and ramble for hours and hours. So, welcome to uh, Frightmares, episode 166. Um, 
But yeah, speaking of stuff that is in So when we get to episode uh, 666, are we just going to like summon the devil? 666. Oh my god. Bro, I have the episodes plan like play, you know, I'm charting We're the- not that far away. I'm char- we're one sixth. I'm charting the <laughs> we're one sixth away. Yeah, that's 500 more episodes. I mean, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I have like the next 4 years like it's planned. Like I have Nothing better to do with my life than make a podcast. So it's going to happen. But uh, and that's well into six hundred episodes. What the next, next couple four, of years? Next four years. So all the way to next year would be uh, next year will be at two twenty five at the end of the year. Yeah, two twenty five. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So if we keep 52 going, two weeks, not three hundred and sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could try and do one every day. They might be micro episodes where we talk for five or ten minutes, but uh, no, yeah. So if we do, let's see, five hundred more episodes at fifty a year. So that would be math I can't do right now. So every two years would be a hundred episodes. Yeah, that's ten years, bro. I don't think that's, <laughs> that's, I don't think it's gonna happen. Oh my god! But who knows? I mean, Adam Green is on like episode four hundred and whatever of his podcast, and he's he's still going strong. Um, but Joe Rogan's on like episode seventeen hundred. Yeah, seventeen hundred. Jesus Christ! Same with Doug Benson. He has a he has a podcast he's been doing for like ten years, and he's at like twelve or thirteen hundred episodes. And, and we'll we'll at least have. 15 new movies to talk about every year that's true yeah shit i have seen the count for me this year on new horror movies watched is 59 for the year which is stupid because 20 2020 i did 60 and that was like you know i was watching so much shit so i don't know how i'm gonna beat that i've seen like 11 11 <laughs> Corey. i've been slacking so hard i'll just send you the list it's, of- a, it's a transition year for me that's fine we're still going to do top 10. I've got way too many movies to talk about. And then we're actually going to see a new one this Saturday called The Menu with Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy. That looks really good. It's got a 3.8. Yeah. And Spencer told me, he was like, that's our honestly one of the best. And I'm like, what do you mean one of the best? I've seen like 10 one of the best this year. So I'm excited <laughs> because Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy and it's about... Uh, them going to this place where the guy cooks something. I don't know. It involves cooking and a mansion. It's Knives Out with knives. It's yeah, Knives Out with fucking like more bloody murder, apparently. But uh, that looks really interesting, and I'm, we're going to go see that Saturday. And then there's something else coming out uh, soon, too. Oh, there's some Christmas horror movies that we're going to do an episode on. And then, uh, fun fact for everyone listening, you're gonna have, we are doing four bonus episodes for the month of December, so it'll be a Christmas miracle. Instead of getting four episodes, you will get eight episodes i'm gonna be completely dead that month but you're welcome got a whole bunch of shit in the works christmas episode top 10 christmas movies with uh slashers podcast me and you are doing the terror train which is going to be our uh new year's eve special so we got a lot of shit going on uh and again i'm just going to be dead for the rest of the year because i'm going to be recording so many podcasts i'm doing a podcast tomorrow too with the guys at shameless picture show we're doing robocop Ooh. <sighs> watching so many movies. Speaking of watching so many movies, Kurtwood ha- Smith, fuck yeah. Kurtwood Smith? Yeah. I've never seen Robocop. What? I've never seen it. Not once. I oh, it's right <sighs> there. It's right there. I own it. I just never saw it. I know fucking what's his face? Peter uh uh not seller. Peter who, who's the guy? Who plays who plays fucking Robocop? Is it Peter what's what's your name? I can't remember. I I I literally, I literally only watched the movie for Kurtwood Smith. Peter Weller. There we go. Ah. Peter Weller, yeah. Yeah, so fucking Red Foreman from a '70s show? No, not him. Yeah, he's, no, he's in Robocop. Oh, I was like, that's not Peter Weller. No, but oh, he he is he's the, in it. Is yeah, he, he he's the main bad guy. What? 
It's always fun when I see him in movies because I only know him from that show and then he'll pop up and I'll be like, hey, it's Red Foreman. And he usually says something pretty sarcastic and it just keeps up with the uh, spirit of... Uh, nah, Red, he's yeah. sinister as fuck in this movie. Interesting. I don't think I... I don't definitely have not seen him in a movie because this is from like 80 something. 84? 84. Uh, 80, oh, 87, yeah. Ah. I, I have not seen him uh, in a movie. He probably has hair in this movie, honestly. Um, not much. Not, it's it's on the uh, it's on the way out. Uh, but speaking of movies that are coming out or that you've watched, have you watched anything good? It doesn't have to be horror. Have you just... Um, what's been going on, dude? So, not really. I've just kind of been, like, watching YouTube, listening to music, playing okay. video games. Uh, the only movie really worth note that I have like actually watched was um, <clears throat> uh, VHS ninety nine. Oh, okay. I, what's what's hunk your th- of shit? Oh, really? I gave it like a two five. Okay. It was. I did not like it. What did you not like about it? So I understand. Do that, tell. I understand that there is a quote unquote connective tissue that flows through the movie. But it is so, like, it's almost, like, uncared about. Yeah. Like, it's so nonchalant about how it's put in there that it's like, well, fuck you. It's only there to, like, say it is. Yeah. It's- not not for any, like, oh, this is why what's going on. That uh, that wraparound in VHS 94 looking a lot better now, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. And, and, and I hated that wraparound. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. This is this is this is my hot take. Okay, hot take. Go. It makes the wraparound from viral look good. Yeah, that's a statement for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, because like this, this uh, the the rap. You know, I did a TikTok about this where I'm like, the wraparound is literally it's part of one of the shorts. It's part of the short where the guys are spying on the chick. Yeah. Um. So it, it and it's weird because that short's not at the end. Uh, it's like the fourth short, which makes no fourth, sense. Fourth out of what? Six? Five. Five. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't, you know, the but the wraparound, quote unquote, is literally a guy filming these toy soldiers with a camera and just doing silly things. And then his brother breaks into his room while he's filming one. And then that spawns a short. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Well, and see that. But like, what the. <laughs> and what upsets me the most is that was the coolest, most unique short out of all of them, in my opinion. I was yeah, like, because you don't I was see like, that in the was, source material. And I was like, the big bad from that? I was like, bro, I, I need this as, as, a a movie. Full, as a full movie right now. I told that to Spencer. I was like, because A, you don't ever see that villain. I don't, I don't no. want to say what it is because it'll spoil yeah. it. You don't ever see that villain ever. And you, you don't ever see that in found footage ever. No, like, give you, me a found footage movie of that. You could literally, <laughs> you could literally do an entire franchise universe. Oh, with, yeah. With that thing and everything else that is could, in the mythos of it. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go into the lore of that. You can have like a fucking, uh, like a, you know, like a, like superheroes have. They have their origin story. You yeah. could have that with this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You would could be, flesh it out, it dude. Suit. It'd be like, so amazing. So and like two two of the shorts are really good. Which and, two? Okay, which two are you referring um, to? Because I want to uh, see. I've forgotten. All right, the, the first heard... one is the one where they break into the uh the 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 plate the venue that burned down and then they all start getting picked off by the yeah no and, I I did not like that yeah one. didn't like that one. Second one was the one it was the uh, suicide bid where it's the sorority and then she gets like. So, yeah, so that one was so, fucking great. So it was that one and so but my only other problem with the with the uh suicide hazing one is it was is very formulaic. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I kn- like literally as soon as they said it, I was like, I know exactly what's gonna yeah. happen. 
Like, <laughs> it was, it was so, it was too teen screamy. Right. Yeah. But it was, it was solid though. Cause the, oh, the no, scare, it, it, yeah, it the was scare solid. Hit. Yes. And it, but I will, <clears throat> excuse me. If you are claustrophobic, let me throw a word of caution. Uh, it involves very tight spaces and being trapped. And I, I don't like that. So it makes me very nervous to watch, but just, just so you know, going in, just be prepared because yeah, it is very claustrophobic, but I thought that one scares were good. The conclusion was great and how everyone got what was coming oh, to yeah. them. Uh, the third one was Ozzy's Dungeon. That was the one with like the... That one was like... I was, it was kind of cringe. So well, It was kind of cringe. A little bit. So it, number one, it was a little bit cringe. Number two, it was like a little problematic. Yeah. Like just a little bit. I was like, yo, fly low. Like... Calm down. Calm down, yeah, bro. She, I, yeah, <laughs> she she was getting... I, and I get it, but like I think you're, you were taking it like a little too far. You know, maybe sue the show... Try to get some money. You don't need to fucking capture the guy. Yeah, <laughs> Do and, weird things to him. Sorry. And then that like ending 15 second sequence. That it made no sense. I was like, this is great. Well, what a cool creature. Well, well but... no, it made perfect sense because that was the wish. No, no, I know. It was, I, I meant more of the fact that like, it just kind of, it just went off the rails in such a weird way that I was like, this, I don't. Well, like but, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, so yeah, no, I totally agree. But also, what do you expect from a dude that produced music for Adult Swim? What do you mean? Is that was that the director? Oh, Fly, that, oh, that Flying was, Lotus. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That, I told, that was his. I, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was just a bit odd. The creature was cool, but then you, yeah, everything was just like. What the fuck? And I also didn't like her decision of the wish. I'm like, that's your wish? Really? Yeah, for I, real. I get it, but also, really? Uh, and then the fourth one was the Gawkers. That was the um, kids yeah. spying on the girl. And then the fifth one was to Helen back. And that was from the same guy who did Deadstream. Have you seen Deadstream yet? Not yet. Well, okay. Did you like the fifth short? The one where they go to hell and they have to figure out how to get back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that guy is also the same guy who starred in and directed Deadstream. And it's like the same type of comedy and horror. The the, the bigger guy? The ginger guy. Oh, yeah. okay. Got you, yeah. Got you, got you, he's got you, fucking... Okay. He, I found him on Facebook and I'm, I, I messaged him like, dude, I'd love to interview you. Because uh, he's, you know, he's just started doing movies, at least yeah. to my knowledge. Like, the, you know, Deadstream was his first uh, horror movie he did. And then he also did a short in VHS. But... I think his name's like Rob Winter or something like that. Uh, but yeah, to Helen back is super good. And it was like a really good mix of comedy, really good mix of gore. And then, the, you know, the, the conclusion was very good, too. But yeah, I really the, only enjoyed the, the thing about to Helen back for me was like the set piece was so just like bizarro and not in a good way. What, like, like in the de when they were like in the desert or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was how, weird. And how it was like they were just in Nevada just out in the countryside somewhere like yeah. at night with a f weirdo silhouette, like fisheye type lens on the camera the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> the, there were cool, a little weird. There were cool elements. Like when you would see the demon silhouette up above the mountain. That like, was, yeah. I was like, all right, that's yeah. dope. But then the rest of it, I was like, eh. Yeah, it's weird. It was weird. And then the whole thing happens at the end where they start stabbing the shit out of people. And it's very bizarre. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I Definitely not my favorite by far. Definitely not the worst, but uh, yeah, I think it's for me, it's VHS 294, V the first VHS, this one, 99, and then viral all the way at the bottom. 
but man, yeah, I I liked viral way more than than this one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, we should. Just I gave do, viral like a three. I think we should do like a VHS episode where we just talk about like rank, rank our favorite shorts or something like that. That might be a lot of fun. Uh, because yeah, it's like I I liked some of viral, but I don't know. I just the wraparound was not great. I wasn't attached to anything in that, but I also will rewatch it to see if my opinion changes, you know? No, you know what we need to do? We need okay. to do a Blackwell Ghost episode. <laughs> I know. The seventh the seventh one came out. And Did it's... you see it? Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Every single time he makes a movie, it gets better. I'm like, this is not real life. This is not how movies and sequels work. They don't can, like, it's like the first one is like a three and a half, then the second one's a three, and then it's like three and a half, four, four and a half, five. And I'm like, Bro, how do you keep yeah. outdoing yourself every fucking time? It makes no sense. It makes no it, sense. It was so funny because somebody on one of the uh, groups was like, so has anybody seen this movie? So it's from the same guy that did Blackwell Ghost. And apparently if you watch it in this order, it actually ties in to some of the Blackwell Ghost story. What? But it discredits like half of the storyline of like, I think four and five. Of Blackwell Ghost. What? And I was like, what? Is? So I was just like, I'm, I'm going to ignore this because I don't want to I don't want to ruin Blackwell Ghost at all. But yeah, there's people out there that, uh, you know, because like I obviously know that they're fake, probably, uh, you know, like the first one. Yes. Fake. Second one. Fake. But once you get to the third one, it starts playing this weird line of like this could be real. But also it's it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm just so far into, like, the lore of everything. I'm like, I don't want anyone to say it's fake. I'm just going to believe that what's happening, there's some validity to it. Yeah. Because, like, some of the stuff, I'm like, how do you fake finding bodies like that and getting police involved? Like, I don't know. It's weird. So, yeah. The story plays this fine line of fiction and nonfiction, and I don't want that ruined. So anytime I see people like, oh, I have a theory on why the Black Belt Ghost is fake, I'm like, I don't want to read it. Yeah, don't don't ruin it, things for yeah, people. Because it, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the, there's the, it, it gives you that nice, like, ever so thin film of being able to just release yourself into the immersion of the movie. Exactly. And everything about the movie can at any moment be completely fake or completely real. Exactly. And it gives you that feeling of like, this is what movies are supposed to do. Bro, that's it's, exactly how I feel watching all yeah, those and, movies. And it's it's why they're so good. And it's not even like they're... They're not technical marvels. No. They're, they're not even shot very well. This last <laughs> one, though. Oh, yeah. The, so okay. cinematic. Yes. yes, so seven was shot very well. But, yeah, like one through four and five, they're, you know, they're not even like, yeah, he's using GoPros sometimes. He's yeah. using different, like, quality of cameras. So, yeah, they're not even, like, but cinematically it, that great. But it is, a, it is a true statement of goddamn the storytelling. Yeah. Because... Like, I, I think when I finally saw, like, all of them before 7 came out, um, I had seen 1 and 2, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to rent 3. Yeah. And okay, then I'm just yeah. going to rent 4. I'm just going to rent 5. Right, I'm just going to rent 6. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you doing that. You're like, I'm just renting them all. I'm like, I dude, I know. It's crazy. You, you literally can't help it. And, yeah. it, like, after every movie, you're like, I don't need any more. Next. Next. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny too because I remember the only way to get them after one because the one you know it's he's he's very smart. 
He he lets the first one be free to reel you in, and then you're like, fuck, now I got to rent. And then he puts like the first five minutes of two yeah. at the end of one. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I guess I got to fucking buy them or rent them. I just buy them all. And I'm not even mad. Every time he releases a new one, I'm like, fucking buy. I don't care. I'm going to watch this a million yeah, times. It's like twelve ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. But yeah, he keeps making them. And it's funny too how he does it. He'll be like, he'll give you a still from the movie and be like, it's in progress. And then one day it's just like, bam, there's the yeah. movie. I was like, ah. Oh. I remember texting Gabby because he announced it on his Facebook page. And I was like, fucking Blackwell goes tonight. I was like, no, no excuses. I was like, we're watching this shit. <laughs> Because he doesn't fucking lead up. It's not releasing this day. It's just bam, movie. And I'm like, holy shit. And of course, at the end of seven, he's like, we'll be continued. And I'm like, motherfucker, how are you doing eight of these movies? Oh, my God. He's honestly my favorite, like one of my favorite directors and filmmakers in, in the genre. Well, it's and, so good. And and I, I, I have distilled it down as to why it's so good. Break it down. Is Let's hear it. Be, is because every movie he only ever follows one thread yeah it's always all right i'm doing this Mm -hmm. right now like it's not like oh there's this going on because of this and this demon comes from here and this character's motivation yeah it all just happens it's it's just like all right here's the guy following a clue he's not even following all the clues he has he's just following this one clue yeah out of this entire scenario. And that's Black Wool Ghost 2. Yeah, it really, it is. It is. That's exactly what it is. And then three and four pair really, really, really three, four and five kind of all pair together. Because the, even three, four and five is one thing. You know what I mean? Like it's still one thread. And he's, every time he makes a movie, he's like, I don't even know if I'm making a movie at this point. And I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, you <laughs> know, don't tell me you don't know you're making shit. Yeah, he's, his, and he, his very every man approach comes off like, very earnest yeah like on camera he's so, so convincing so you're never like all right buddy like okay he even went so far <clears throat> now i don't know if he actually did but if he actually did this i give him even more credit um to fund these wacky project antics like he first movie he had a plane yeah Seventh movie, he's just driving everywhere. Like, I think he actually sold a bunch of his shit to, like, make this a thing, which is super dope. Like, you look at uh, Christopher Mim, who's like, yo, I'm doing all this out of my fucking basement. And, <laughs> and, and you get that little bit of extra magic when you get that level of commitment to it. And I think him getting, like, rid of all his extra shit and just being like, yo, I'm going to drive from Florida to Kentucky for just this entire thing now. Well, I think he also probably can't fly because of how much shit he needs. He probably, he honestly probably can't fit it in that tiny plane. I mean, yeah, that's also fair. But, like, he He's definitely making money. He's making oh, a yeah. pretty penny because if you think about it, he I remember it was um either in the third or fourth movie where he's like, you know, he, he was talking to someone on the phone and he's like, yeah, the first one's been seen a few million times. And I'm like, a few million times. Like, yeah. holy shit. So if, if his movies have been watched millions of times and you're having to pay for them, even if. You, so let's just say each movie has been watched one million times and they only rented it. So that's five million dollars a movie, essentially. Like, yeah. Homie's and, making and, bank. And you're getting like, uh, what did what did uh, Nigel say? You got like, what, 4% of that? 
or something? Uh, well, I mean, so no. See, with Amazon, he was saying that oh, like the watches when they're free, you only get like a few cents for watching. But if you're paying to buy them, I don't know how that works because Nigel's mm. movies were always free, and oh, he yeah. and he only banked on people watching them because right, it's like right, it's, right. it's like time watch. So I don't know. If you're putting it up, I mean, I'm sure Amazon takes their cut, obviously, but oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know how much they're making if they're, you know, if they're char, if if the person that's putting it on there is charging, but that would be, actually be a really good question to, uh, I should look into that. But you know, he's making money. He's got a huge house. Oh yeah. Um, I don't want to, I don't want, I want to spoil things, but I don't want to spoil things about number six because it's like, you know, he again, he blurs the line in six with something that happens in his family, and I'm like, does this really happen? Like, yeah, is this really real? I, dude, I almost started tearing up. I was like, I don't know if this is real. All my emotions. Well, and uh. and, and this motherfucker knows how to use music cues. Oh my like, god, no dude. One. <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop it, stop with those high strings. Or, I can't. Or literally, anytime he gets a phone call and it's like that. Yeah, every time, dude. And it's funny because I've seen his actual like feature movie called Raccoon Valley. It's not that great. It's really, but then he makes these, and I'm like, are you a fucking like poet? I don't understand. I don't understand how you just fell into doing this. And it's like one of my, it's my absolute favorite like found footage series. Well, that's why 100%. he, that's why he's got Raccoon Valley, and then Blackwell Ghost one through seven. <laughs> <laughs> They're a hit. They are I, a fucking I, hit. I think he found his, his fucking his lane yeah. and he is staying. Oh in yeah. It. I stay in that for as long as you want. Cause they're not getting any, like they're not getting worse. They're just only getting better. Uh, so yeah, we will definitely do a Blackwell ghost episode for sure. Where we just kind of talk about everything. Um, we should probably get to this movie though. I'm just going to say the only other thing about foreign frights is uh, episode four real quick before we get onto this movie. Uh, oh, wait, no, wait, one, two, three, four. This is five. So episode three for Foreign Frights, we did episode 71, 12, 4, 2020. We did OVNI UFO, which is really good. Troll Hunter, Hashtag Alive, and Impedigor. Yeah. This, one of the greatest. This, this was probably my all-time favorite. Um, foreign Frights. Foreign Frights. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because like. For all, sure. All four of them are just absolute gas. Yeah. Impedigore was a five for me. Uh, hashtag Alive was a four. Troll Hunter is a four and a half. And OVNI was, I think, about a three and a half or a four as well. Um, and then our fifth Foreign Frights. Uh, wait, one, two. Sorry. Fourth Foreign Frights was episode 125. 12 17 2021 apparently we like doing these in december and we did wakufe the origin of evil and a christmas tale which was directed by paco plaza the same guy who did the wreck uh did wreck one and two and shout out to javier because i think he listens every now javier bote or not no atridge <laughs> yes sorry yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mind went immediately to javier bote no hey yeah javier atridge uh, i need to get back in touch with him and see how he's doing because i haven't checked in since uh he had that, you know, that accident. Yeah. So I think I need so to uh, from, message him from what I be seeing when he posts, like he seems doing okay. real well. I'll reach he back did, out to he him. He just won like two awards for Wakufe. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So something in the, um, like, uh, Latin something movie, something. Okay. Uh, like he, a Latin film festival or something. Yeah. He, okay. he posted about it and I was like, how fucking yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm, I've got this up right here, so I don't forget on my messenger. I've got this typed out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, "Hey, buddy." Oh, yeah. So just so I don't forget, we'll reach out to him. Uh, but let's continue on with Foreign Frights installment number five. We're talking one cut of the dead. This is a movie I have seen uh, once or twice. I think this was my. I think this was my third time watching. Uh, it is from 2017, but was not. Oh shit! I'm gonna. Okay, that's a terrible time to fucking do that, computer. 
Did it just die? Oh, no, there it is. Uh, released on September 24th of 2019 to the internet. This is one of those movies that did the festival circuit tour for two fucking years before we finally got it over here. Uh, this movie is not rated. Uh, mild sex and nudity, moderate violence and gore, mild profanity, mild alcohol, drugs and smoking, and mild frightening and intense scenes, which is really funny for a zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, runtime of an hour and 36 minutes listed as a comedy drama horror. This is directed by Shin Ichiro U- uh, Ueda, I think. Ueda? Uh, so it's Yeda? Shinichiro. Shin- Shinichiro. Shinichiro. Ueda. Ueda. Okay. Uh, 18 uh, directing credits. Nothing I recognize. Also written by the same man. 14 writing credits. Again, nothing I recognize because he is a Japanese filmmaker. So odds are we're not going to know most of his work. This is just the one that went worldwide. (laughs) Like this movie is huge. Uh, Composed by a man named Shomo Ito, Kyle Nagai, and Nobuhiro Suzuki, all of which do not have many credits, and they've done nothing I recognize. And And then, man, this music is so classically corny. It's hilarious. It's very corny, but it works at the same time. It's so weird. (laughs) And we'll get into that, because there's, there's a lot of this movie that is like halfway homages to other things. Yeah. It's uh, so yeah. yeah, the music is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, cinematography by Takeshi Son, which he's got 120 credits. So he's done the most work, but again, you know, nothing I recognize because these, he's a Japanese cinematographer. So I'm not deep into the, the film. I'm not that deep into films yet. I mean, Holy crap. Uh, I know I watch, we watch, we, we watch a lot of foreign movies, but like not that deep. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's it's hard when you're just like touring a rando ass blockbuster Japanese shelf, <laughs> and it's like I who the fuck is, like is that Japanese Zac Efron? I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> how do I pick things? How do I pick? How do I? How, how do? Uh, we've got Takayuka Ham- Hamatsa as director. Higurasha. Uh, Yuzuka Akiyama as uh, Chinatsu. Oh, I'm so terrible with these names. I'm so sorry. Harumi Shuhama as Now and Kazuki Nagaya as Ko. Um, those are the four main uh, cast members. And we've got an estimated budget of 3 million yen, which is about $21,000 US. And it made a worldwide box office gross of $27 million or $387. million yen. So this is what you would call a hit. That's Um, that is what you would call. That's that's better than a hit because that is insane. Yeah, that's (laughs) it's it's ridiculous. That's yeah, that's insane that they made it for that cheap and uh, made that much money. That is lightning in a bottle. Yeah, this movie has a 4.0 out of five on Letterboxd for a reason. Uh, This was filmed in Mito, Ibaraki, Japan, and Tokyo, Japan. You can watch us on Shutter. It is actually a Shutter exclusive, and it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Movies that came out around the same time, we've got It Chapter 2, Satanic Panic, Downton Abbey, Depraved, Ad Astra, Rambo, Last Blood, Joker, Gemini Man, The Addams Family, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Jane, Silent Bob, a reboot, and Jojo Rabbit. Dude, Ad Astra was a horrible hunk of shit. I've never seen it. Should I not watch it? uh, No, you definitely (laughs) should not. It's... uh, God damn it! It's got a uh, who's who's the who's the handsome Hollywood man that's not um, DiCaprio? It's Brad Pitt. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Um, Fuck if they ever star in a movie together. God, 
<laughs> yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's um, what I was getting at. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Brad Pitt in space. It's it's like it really wants to be Interstellar. I was gonna say, is it like an Interstellar want to be? Or except wanna be? except instead of uh, instead of going to like deep space or Mars, like The Martian, uh, he goes to the moon. And then he has to slingshot around the moon to like get to a spacecraft. It's just not it's, that great. It, no, it's it's yeah. A horrible. Pilot Interstellar has a four point two, and uh, Ad Astra has a three four. Three four is still respectable, but you're not Christopher Nolan. I'm sorry. No, it's hard. It's hard to beat that man. Um, did you have any specific horror moments from this uh, movie specifically? I don't know why I phrased um, it like that. But. No, not really. So none of the moments that I was like, yeah, were specific horror moments. It was like my specific moment was actually like made me go, wow, this director's a fucking nerd. Oh, okay. Um, so in one of the moments toward the end, there is a square off scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music that plays is a parody of the final fight music from final fantasy. And <laughs> so, and I'm sitting there like, that's fucking hilarious. That's nerdy. And whoever did this is a huge video game nerd, which, and then it made me like, think back to some of the other things that were happening in the movie. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is very like zombie video game. Okay. Type shit. And only you would know that. I, I like that you bring all this awesome knowledge to the table. Cause I did not catch that. Uh, my favorite horror moment was when they, um, uh, I'll just say this cause we're going to get to it. But when they realize it's all happening for real. Oh yeah. Cause you, you're like, you know what's going on, yeah. but you're like, they're going to get it. Hold on. Wait a second. Then they get it. And you're like, yeah, I, I just, so it's not even really my favorite horror moment. It's their horror moment that I like experiencing because it's so funny when they realize that everything's happening for real ski. Uh, did you have a favorite kill? Mm, not really because they were all, I mean, zombie kills is zombie kills. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, my kill was the uh, first beheading. Cause I was like, Oh shit. The, the, how, uh, how they do it. You're like, dude, that's impressive. Uh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay. Uh, did you, there's not really many funny, like many funny lines, but, uh, did you have any specific line that it was like, haha, that made me laugh. Um, I, the, how he said face, 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 bat, like yeah. <laughs> in, in her face, <laughs> yeah. like, like three times back to back, just screaming at her. I was like, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is also when they're realizing that everything's real and she's like, you can, you can put your arm out now. And she's like poking at him and she's like, there's no arm there. And like screams and runs away. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, favorite character. Did you have one? Um, now. Yeah, same. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Badass. My favorite as well. I'm dead calm. (laughs) Poem. (laughs) Poem. Poem. Did you just say poems? Like, yeah, it adds to it. Uh, Least favorite character. I did not have one. Everyone was pretty likable. Uh, Um, The, uh, I, I am just to preserve the story. I'm just going to call her big forehead lady. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Crazy uh, eyebrows, giant forehead. Yeah. Yes. What's uh? <laughs> what's the what's the fucking lady from Incredibles that makes the uh, Edna, no, yeah, Edna Mode? Yeah, that that is Japanese Edna Mode. <laughs> it is. Oh my god. Okay. 
how far how far do you want to go with this to like to like to like the end of the one take or like what yeah, how, how much I, do we want to preserve? I, I would honestly say to the end of the one take. Or do we want? Or do we want to reveal? Like you know, do we want to reveal what's going on? Because so, even if you reveal it, there's still a lot to be unsaid. So, so okay. Here's here's what I say we do. All right, I got plenty of notes. I, so. I say we go to the end of the one take. Okay. But allow me to gush on how they reveal they do the one All take. Right, done. That that way we done. can that way we can keep it like copacetic, but I can still say some shit. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I totally got you. All right. So the IMDB summary to this movie is Things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. First bum, of all, bum, bum. <laughs> let me just say that that is such a brilliant, just the description alone, like you're filming a zombie movie, but then you're attacked by real zombies. Why has no one thought of this before? <laughs> like, well, so it, why is this not? <laughs> so, so the only thing that's even somewhat close to that, and I can't remember. Uh, I think it's they're watching. Okay. The one where they're doing the house renovation show in like Eastern Europe. Oh, that's yeah. that's the only thing that even kind of comes yeah. close to how this feels because it like because I think they're under the assumption it's like an urban legend or something, but then yeah. it turns out that it's actually real. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that's the only thing that comes close, and that's involving witchcraft, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So but the thing that makes this one so fun is number one, it's a unique premise, and number two, is it it feeds off of nostalgia that doesn't exist. Like all of this, all of the mannerisms and like all of the like plot points yeah. are tropes and cliches, but done in a way that is like almost lampooning them. Yeah. So you, you get that. All right, I'm doing, I'm doing the formulaic shit, but I'm doing the formulaic shit. Not the way I want, not the way you're supposed to. Right. Yeah. So it it's almost cartoonish. It at is. Times. It's a hundred percent cartoonish. I can completely agree with that statement. You have a way with words and I couldn't say it better. So exactly what you said. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's a wild movie, and we're gonna get into it. We will go all the way up to the one take. By the way, the one take. I'll just go ahead and read this trivia right here, since we're talking about it. But the first thirty-seven minutes is actually shot in one take. It is. It, it took them two days and six takes for the cast and crew to get the perfect one. That is incredible. <laughs> like a thirty-seven minute one take. That is unheard of in cinema. I think there's been like one other well there's a there's a movie called birdman starring uh michael keaton yeah which is it is a one take but there there are it's cuts not, yeah it, there yeah, are cuts yeah but there's but there's not cuts at the same time like they'll go down a dark alley and that's that's how they cut it but like there's no actual camera cuts so there's definitely one take movies but for this to be done like 37 minutes that's a long time especially with all the effects and stuff that are going on Oh yeah, very impressive. <laughs> and and like I very was, impressive. And like I was telling you, I was like, bro, I am out of breath watching these people. Yeah, I could do, yeah. do this. There, there is so much physicality in what they are doing, 
and how your brain functions of okay i am going to, i am going to memorize everything for 37 minutes i'm sure when you know, like cuz i know there's sometimes when the crew is you know off screen they're probably brushing you know i would they're probably brushing back up on scripts and knowing where to go they probably have someone holding cue cards at some point but yeah i mean yeah. for the most part you were memorizing all of that yeah. you're like uh, that, that my brain can't wrap around that so uh the opening shot of the movie is, is actually quite hilarious because it's very hokey and it's involving uh the main actress and she's getting attacked by a zombie like very slowly and i remember watching this for the first time and i'm like i put the right movie on right like this is one cut of the dead 4.0 okay uh, but it's very short-lived because then the director yells cut and then they he goes in to like be like your pile of shit do this better. And I was like, I was like, okay, thank God. (laughs) So, and this, this is what set the precedent for this movie for me because it does. And I'm one of the few people that loves this. This movie does things way too much for way too long of a time. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Every single fucking time. And when that happens in the first like two minutes of the movie, I'm like, yeah, I love it. (laughs) It's going to be a good movie. So yeah, he is yelling at her, berating her saying that, you know, this is, you you are you are not convincing. You need to be more convincing, like smacking on the wall, banging things. And then, you know, the guy behind him is like, hey, you need to calm down. And he like fucking smacks him in the face. And you're like, shit's going off the rails. Uh, but then they all manage to like, hey, 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 calm down. Let, let, let's take a break. Let's take a break. So they all they all take a break and reset. And they're talking about how that was the 42nd take they've done for that. And like you, you can just get a sense of the crew, which is being worn down. Um, so they're taking a break and it's a uh, co- Chinyitsu and now now and they're all gathered around just kind of talking and bullshitting blah 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 and she goes on to talk about this urban legend that surrounds this place because like I said it was a it was a place where they were running experiments on people in World War II and it's uh you know they were like the the tests were involving raising humans from the dead so it's funny that they're there shooting a zombie movie uh because that was actually apparently, you know, happening back in World War II. Uh, but before she could finish talking about her story, she gets interrupted by like a loud bang off camera. And then, you know, the camera eventually follows outside to one of the guys with the big glasses. I can't remember what he does, but he actually gets he, attacked. He was a uh, sound tech. Sound tech. Yeah. So he gets attacked by the first real zombie. And you're like, is this part like. Because at this point, you're like, I don't, is this what's supposed to be happening? I don't understand. And he gets his arm ripped off and, you know, he gets thrown back inside and they're like, oh, haha, good joke, guys. That was hilarious. You can pull your arm out now. And then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's dead. He- <laughs> and, and, and then they're like, all right, cool. Well, he's dead. That's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> and then the zombie that killed him walks in and they look at the dead guy and they throw him away. Cause they're like, Oh shit, there's going to be another zombie. <laughs> there's a real zombie here. So it's just funny when they come to the realization that, Oh, we're shooting a zombie movie, you know, a fake zombie movie. Oh shit. There's real zombies here. It was a very interesting because yeah, um, they see the, they, like I said, they think the arm is a prop and they think he's just faking, but no, he's, he's really missing an arm. They even go so far as to say, have you seen this prop before? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, the, um, then, uh, the, yeah, they, they throw him to the side and, uh, they're freaking out, they're freaking out. And then he comes, you know, back to life, armless guy manages to come back to life. And I love this scene cause they like play hot potato with his arm. 
they're like throwing the arm around and like the and the zombie is following his arm and then they yeah. eventually like one of the guys runs and just like yeets it outside and the zombie goes outside so they are they're able to like you know get him outside so they're safe again and then the fucking director shows back up at this point and has been filming them the entire time he's like i'm not gonna waste the opportunity to fucking film some real zombies and everyone's like you can't do that what the fuck he's like i'm yeah it's like yeah i'm, I'm not gonna waste this time uh, so yeah, then the sound guy decides to leave because, uh, he's decided he's done with the situation. He gets attacked immediately. And this is when we get the first time that the camera is really recognized that you're, you know, that you're, <laughs> yeah. Cause you even texted me. You're like, yeah. is this found footage or what? Yeah, so, so I texted you and I was like, yo, uh, so I'm confused. <laughs> and you were like, what, what do you I'm mean? Like, just, just give it time. Give it time. <laughs> and I was like, so is this like found footage or, or is, is this, this a like... movie shot in a found footage Cause like up until this point, and this is like fifteen minutes in. Yeah, fifteen. This, this is like halfway through the one take. Right. And there's they they haven't mentioned the cameraman. The the cameraman hasn't been touched or attacked or, or yeah nothing. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And then uh, and then then the zombies are starting to like actually pay attention to the cameraman after the director goes, don't stop filming, yeah. keep Get rolling all of this. <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay, so there, there, we have established that this is now, like, a found footage, what's going on, alright, cool, I'm, I'm yeah. back in. That's when they first, like, really talk to the camera, so you know, okay, this is not part of the movie, they're actually being attacked, he's telling him to film, so he's gonna film everything, and of course, at this point, too, they establish that there's no cell service, because what would a movie be in this situation without establishing that? Well, also, you know, because he's like holding his phone up. He's like, yeah, there's no service here. But to be fair, they are in a World War II know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Japanese. So it's actually something good, of some sort. It's actually a good reason, because I'm sure <laughs> there's probably a bunch of metal and lead surrounding that building. Um, and then this is when now decides to continue her story of the urban legend because she's like um, to summon the thing chant a spell of blood and like. Um, Chen, I'm just gonna call her Chen. It's much easier. Uh, Chen is like, "What's the thing?" And she's like, "I'll tell you later." I'm like, uh, "No, now would be yeah. the time to, <laughs> to say that." Um, this information is, is pertinent. It's relevant. Um, and someone then we hear someone banging on the door, and they're like, "Let me in! Let me in! I'm all alone. I'm by myself. Let me in!" And they go over there, and it's the fucking director with a zombie. Like he's got him around. He's like, "Action!" And then he pushes the zombie in. <laughs> This is fucking unhinged. And he just films them attacking the zombie. And that's the zombie that ends up getting beheaded. And that's like my favorite kill just because it was so ridiculous and, how it happens. And meanwhile, don't forget, we're already like ran one mile. Yeah. They, they, They've already and, run around this yeah, building. They're, they're, they have run the entire circumference of the building and through the entire inside and have gotten back in. Yeah. As the director is coming back in. Yeah. So, like, th this is all happening at a breakneck pace. Like, yeah. if you do not pay attention, you will be fucking lost. Yeah, you have to pay attention <laughs> because it moves so quickly. And it's at this point after they kill that zombie where she's like, now it's like, run to the car. I will smash them all. And I'm like, fuck yes. So they all start running and she's like kicking zombies and smashing them with this axe. And they go to get the keys to the van, but then they realize the keys to the van 
are in this guy's bag who's a zombie, so they have to try to get the bag. The one-arm guy. Yeah, the one-arm <laughs> guy, yeah. So they have to try to get his bag, and once they get the bag, he ends up chasing them down into like this underground cellar, and then he get, they get trapped in between two zombies, and they have to like push him out of the way. And then they get back to where they originally were um, with the key. Uh, but it's at this point that we notice Chin has a scratch on her leg, and we're you know we don't know if she was scratched, if she was bitten, or anything. She doesn't know. She, she doesn't know. She's yeah. like it could just be a scratch, and now is like Mm-mm, no, and she gets the axe to like kill her or cut the leg off, and then that and that ensues a chase where Chin goes all the way to the roof with crazy axe lady coming up behind her. And uh, Ko gets in the way and he's like, no, 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 you know, you can't kill her. And then they have a fight. And this introduces one of the, your favorite things where something that happens for too long. <laughs> the camera focuses on Chin and she's just belting out this scream for like two minutes ish. You yeah, know, two two solid minutes. Just ah! and then and then the subsequent sequence right after <laughs> is another way too long square off. <laughs> like really so, is. it is back to back long awkward sequences. It's hilarious. And it it does not like because it's it gives you that like half second to go. <sighs> yeah, like, okay, okay I'm like breathing. let me catch up. But then it then it goes. All right, I'm caught up. Let's go. Yeah. And then it keeps fucking going. And you're like, this is fucking really good. It's so great. So she's yelling and screaming. And finally, the camera pans back around and now has got an axe in her head. So we know that throughout the struggle between her and Ko, he got the axe and drove it into her head. And he goes to, like, comfort her. And Chin's like, no, get away from me. Like, you just murdered someone. Like, Oh, see, that's not how I read that. Oh. I read that as... How'd you read it? Stay away from me. I might be infected. Oh. And I... And I love you. I don't want to infect you, too. Oh, that's, that's weird. That's how I read I that. read it as like, oh, you just killed someone. Get the fuck away from me. Interesting. <laughs> it's probably what you said. That makes more sense. But I figured she was like, no, no, no. You just drove an axe into someone's head. Don't touch me. Don't comfort me. That's funny how we took that completely different ways. <laughs> I like that. So then she goes back off of the roof. Uh, she goes down or not off the roof, but she goes down the stairs. Um, she takes refuge in the shed that has this like pentagram star written in blood on there. And like the zombie shows up, but then just kind of retreats back into the night. It was weird. And she also realizes that the thing on her leg is just dried blood because she peels it off. Yeah. And so now, you know, no, or now died for, died nothing. for, died yeah. for, no, died for nothing. At all. Uh, she then finds an axe conveniently outside the shed and goes back up to the roof where she where she sees Ko has been turned into a zombie, which really sucks. And then at this point, uh, now randomly pops up and then just falls right back down. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> Don't worry. They'll explain it. <laughs> they will explain it. Uh, and then we literally see the beginning of the movie come to fruition where she's being slowly chased by Ko, and it's the same situation from the beginning of the movie, but in real life. And I was dying. I'm yeah. like, this is brilliant filmmaking. Like bravo. And that's like, <laughs> and that's only the first wraparound. Exactly. <laughs> that's only the first like connection right there. And it's so funny because you realize anyway, every time Ko stops, 
she's like, oh, I've gotten through to you, you know, like, oh, come here and hug me. And then he starts back up again and the music starts back up yeah. and it's super corny and cheesy. Um, but then, yeah, she realizes this is for real. There's nothing she can do to save him, no matter how she tries to get, you know, connect to the human inside of him. It's not working. Uh, so she ends up lopping his head off and that's how that goes. His head, another zombie just beheading and how they do it is so, cause it's a one take. So how they do it is brilliant. And then the director comes out of nowhere again. It's like, follow the script, follow the script. You're going off script. And then that sets her the fuck off because she chases him down with an ax and fucking <laughs> murders him to shit. The whack. Yeah, the whack. whack. And there the is whack. blood everywhere. And of course, you don't see her actually doing the ax, but you see her pulling it back up and, you know, throwing it down. And there's blood and blood. And then she goes to stand over this. Bigger version of the bloody star that was on the shed, but it's on the roof and the camera like pans all the way up and then the credits roll. Yeah. Done. It's so fucking good. 37 minute one take. And you're like, you're like, Austin, wait, you said this movie was an hour and 36 minutes. Why are the credits rolling at 37? You're going to have to fucking watch it to find out because there, I could go more, but like, I don't want to give it away. I, I mean, like, I really want to talk about it. So, so here's what I'll say. Okay. The the subsequent bit of the movie is in part how they accomplished the one take mm-hmm. and why the one take happens the way it does. Correct. And that's all I'll say because I want to the the technical and logistical masterpiece that this movie is. Oh yes, we're going to have the same rating, I feel. Like number 1 the the way that your brain has to work as a director and then as a director of photography and being able to work together to make the flow even happen in the first place. Yeah. Let alone like don't even fucking attach a story to it. To do that entire sequence of events and figure out how to make it actually work with the point of view you're doing is bananas. It's B A N A N A S. Gwen Stefani, this is your shit. Like thinking about that and how it was actually done, it it just blows my mind because it's really cool. Because at the end of the movie. Well, the credits are rolling. You see like behind the scenes of, you know, like them shooting the movie. And it's so cool to see the movie shot from the point of view of the camera. And then the head cam, I think it was a GoPro cam that was on that guy's head of the crew. I would love to see the movie from that perspective, like that GoPro, yeah, the, the, the GoPro what, footage. What is cam. it? Fourth, fourth person at that point. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> technically for, yeah, like fourth person, because it would be interesting to see it all like all string together because you see little clips here and there of it throughout the movie or throughout the credits. But I would love to see if like, is that uploaded? Can I watch that on YouTube or something? Cause like that would be so cool. But yeah, the logistic logisticality, is that a word? Let's go with it uh, of this movie and doing that and having it be one take and having everyone hit their cues and everyone do it perfectly. I mean, it only took them six takes. That's impressive. That is so impressive. Well, and and not only that, but being able to not only do the one take, show how you did the one take, yeah, and then make it cohesively circle back in on each other like that is ridiculous. 
Yeah. Be, because <laughs> it is. It's be, truly unreal. Because as they're showing you the as they're showing you how they're doing the one take, the one take is also happening while they're showing it to you. Yeah. So, so you you're, uh, you're getting the same scenario two or three times, but like running in parallel. You literally will watch the 37 minute one take twice. Yeah. You watch it from the POV and then you watch it from behind the scenes. And you're like, how does that even work? You're going to find out. Yeah. You got to watch it. And you literally see the the one take twice. And even, (laughs) and even, even in the behind the scenes, it's fucking seamless. It's seamless. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. And then I'm wondering if the behind the scenes that we see is actually somewhere on the line of what the actual, like, cut was does that make sense no no yeah so sort of like you were saying like how the behind the scenes behind the scenes ran i wonder if it's not very too far off from that to begin with. no and i think that's exactly why they included it for the third act because they but you know because like obviously there's a lot of comedic factor in oh it, yeah because i'm sure you know they, they explain why certain things happen in in the short in the like in the, I guess I'll call it the wraparound, which is there for comedic purposes, but also there probably is some validity to it because doing a you know thirty seven minute one take is you're gonna run into problems, yeah, regardless. But it's very interesting to see because you know once the credits roll for the first time, you're like, there's an hour left in this movie, like. What are they going to do after this? And I I, I, t- yeah. I said myself, the credits are rolling. How are they keeping this pace for another fucking hour? And, it do- and God damn it, they keep the pace for another fucking hour. It does kind of, well, because you're a little confused because after the credits roll, you know, it, it goes into this explanation. And it does dip down for a little bit, and you're like, okay. Yeah, but for like 15 yeah. minutes no, no, yeah, until, no, yeah. until they get back yeah. on site and you see what's going on. No, yeah, and then yeah. it's just snipping. That's what snapping. I'm saying. It's like maybe 20 minutes, and you're like, this is weird. And then it just picks right back up, and you're like, oh my God, this is a roller coaster of emotions. I love this movie. If you have not seen this movie, stop what you're doing immediately and go watch this movie. We've given you very little to actually what's going on in the plot. Also, also, if you don't have Shudder, but you do have AMC Plus. Yes. AMC Plus offers Shudder uh, Shutter options yep. for free. They uh, Yes, they do. So you can watch it that way as well. But if you have Amazon and AMC Plus, you could just save money and get Shutter because it's only four ninety nine a month. Please sponsor us. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about the movie itself? Because I've got some trivia here. It, it it was just like from from a fan of horror perspective, it was great. Yes. From a fan of movies and how they work perspective, it was phenomenal. Exactly. Um. Yep. From a I like funny movies. It's pretty damn funny at points. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, dude. The third act is all comedy. It's so great. Yeah, and it's that, so like great. like a good chunk of it is it's almost like Three Stooges slapstick. Yeah, like exactly old comedy. Yeah, the first act is all horror. Then the thir- second act is like a drama, and then the third act is just fucking pure comedy. It's it's insane how how many like tonal shifts there are in this movie from first to second to third and act. how it's all cohesive and how yeah and how it's, it's yeah it's it's like butter it is literally like butter um so let's go into some there's actually a lot of like fun trivia on this so like i mentioned early cost about twenty five thousand dollars to make and made over 25 million insanity uh most of the cast paid money to be in this movie at least initially because this was a final product of an acting and directing workshop workshop called enbu seminar 
Originally titled Kamara Wo uh, Tamari Yuna, which in Japanese means don't stop shooting. And that's what he says to the camera. He says, don't stop shooting. Get all of this. According to actress Harumi Shuhama, the cast performed the one take scene perfectly on the second try, but a crew error led to the cameras stopping during the take and it was unusable. So they could have done this on the second take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, only shot in eight days, which is insane for this uh, quality of a movie. Let me just say. I think we I think we've talked about maybe like three or four others that are like in the like eight to 15 day range where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we shot this in nine days in sequential order. It's like, like, dude, what the fuck? Wait, How, what? Who, who hurts you? Did you not sleep for fucking night like 96 hours? Christ. Uh, the early scene in which the director is berating the actress for being insufficiently terrified is the sly reference to the filming of The Shining, during which Stanley Kubrick famously bullied Shelley Duvall to get a better performance. They literally took, they did that shot on the staircase about 112 times. Okay, first off, it should not be bullied. <laughs> he definitely bullied her. He ber- he berated her. Yeah, it, it should be violently victimized. Yeah, it was not pretty. He gave her a mental disorder. Oh, bro. he he did. He absolutely have you seen her? Oh yeah. She is not she does not look good. And I'm sure it's because mostly of being mentally tortured on the set of The Shining. Like Kubrick, oh, yeah. Kubrick you're a brilliant bastard, but damn, I think there's a better <laughs> way to get a reaction out of someone than that. Um, the blood splash on the camera and the hand wiping it off is actually happening when, uh, when you see it, it is not a post-production effect. Oh, how to ruin a fucking thousand dollar lens. Right. Oh my God. (laughs) Fuck. What are you doing? Uh, the baby in the rehearsal scenes is, uh, the son of the actual director, which is awesome. The shot where Chinyatsu pulls off the fake wound sticker had to be edited in post because the sticker couldn't come off cleanly. Hilarious. And the only goof in this movie is when the assistant is sitting on the floor clutching the severed arm, you can clearly see one of the cast members waiting for his reappearance in the background. I saw it. You can see his leg poking out right there. Oh, and like see, he's just standing there waiting. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> and, see, and see, this movie had me so captivated from start to finish. Like if you- I only knew this because I, I read this yeah, before. I, I, would, I would not have, uh, yeah. I would have go woo, yeah. right by me. Didn't notice it at all. 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, four, 4.0 out of five on letterbox. I gave this a four and a half. I also gave it a four and a half. Oh shit. Yeah, no, it's fucking really oh, good. Shit. Fright, All right. Frightmare certified I slap. Yes. This is truly a phenomenal film. It will always have you guessing. You will have no idea where it's going. And then when they wrap around to do it all over again, you're like, I can't believe I'm seeing this for the second time in, in an hour and 36 minute movie, but I'm fucking here for it. Oh, it yeah. is so good. Uh, so yes, if you have not seen this, check this out immediately. Check it out on AMC plus with Amazon or check it out on shutter. There's actually a Blu-ray too. If I'm not mistaken, you can get off of Amazon. So whatever you need to do to get this, I I can tell you right now, I'm going to go on Amazon after this episode is done and I'm going to buy it. If it is there, even though it's on shutter and I can watch it whenever I want, I am a physical media collector. So I will always collect that shit. Um, but yes, uh, let's see. Me and uh, Gabby will be back next week doing an HP Lovecraft adaptation. It's going to be a very fun time. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. 
I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are... Frightmares Corey. Frightmares Corey. See what we're watching. Maybe get an idea of what we're doing for the next episode, especially when I give you hints. And until next week, guys, stay tuned and... Stay spooky, bitches. <laughs>